Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Jan, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in email classes. Welcome, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Happy to be here. Yeah, so with an email class coming up on the schedule, it's always nice to get to hear directly from someone of their experience of participating since not everyone who's on the call will have had that experience before. So maybe you could start us off by talking about what benefit you've seen in participating in email classes. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for the invitation. And it's great because just being invited to talk about this got me looking at that, which like anything in practice is so helpful. Um, Yes. And so what I, what I, um, I actually was recording about it earlier because I find that to be really helpful to get clear on, uh-huh. um, yeah, on anything. And what yes. what came up what came up for me uh, the greatest benefit is just that personal that there's it's a chance to look at something specifically that I want to fo- that I've wanted to focus on, um, it, no matter what's being offered. Like in in the one coming up yeah. acceptance. So I can look at mm-hmm. what, where that hasn't been happening for me or where it has been happening. Mm-hmm. And it's an invitation to just bring that to the, to the workshop or the, yeah, the email mm-hmm. class. So the personal part mm-hmm. of it, and then, I mean, personal in the sense of whatever I've, I want to look at or have been looking at. And then just... Yeah, if I may just... Just quickly on oh, that sure. one, Jan. In other words, yeah. that that intersection of where the theme that's offered, in this case acceptance, you get to look at particularly for you where you are in your practice with that, how that's showing up in your practice, how that doesn't show up, you know, where are the places that's available to you, where are the places that that's not available to you. So it's personal in that sense that each of us gets to look at where we are in our particular practice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's also, well, what came up as you were saying that is, yes, getting to see that, but it's also getting to see what everyone else, because of the way exactly. the email classes are done, um, yeah. which is we get to see what in most cases, and I think it will be the same in this one, where what others are sharing, what they're looking at, which yeah. brings up a whole nother an opportunity to see even much more, and then the mm-hmm. guide's uh, response, whether it's in general to the whole class or individually, um, how that applies to what I'm looking at. It's just like in group. If we were sitting in group yes. and there, someone's talking, uh, you know, bringing, discussing something with the guide, and we each have the opportunity to look at how that applies yep. to us. So it's the same in the email classes, which is. is so rich because so many people participate. Yeah, yeah, it's so rich. It, it, you know, it's funny. It's, it's like what you started out with where you said that you today you were looking at email classes because you knew you were going to be on speaking about it, so you turned to recording and listening for that clarity. And, you know, often we talk about recording and listening is kind of that dialogue with life. Like you record and you see things as you record, then you listen back, and you see more, and then you record that, and then you see more about that. And I just saw how that's exactly what you're describing with an email class. It's like a sangha-wide kind of recording and listening conversation with life. 
Yeah. And, and I, others have mentioned this before, that whether it's a workshop, email class, whatever it is, that it really starts once we consider doing it or signing up, that we're, we're already yeah. in it. <laughs> so I, already I in it. Yeah. that just seeing that process. But also, when you mentioned recording and listening, I, I've gotten in, in habit, isn't it? I, what I found to be tremendously helpful is at the end of any class, I record everything, if there's been a response individually from the guide, or even mm -hmm. submissions, uh, response to other people. Mm -hmm. I've been recording mm -hmm. those that resonate for me and mm -hmm. or a summary for myself on what I've seen. And that's what I've listened mm -hmm. back to today in part from some of the oh, email fun. classes. And whoa, talk about fun. It was like, wow, <laughs> I, <laughs> I got to benefit from hearing that again or seeing some yeah. of those things again. Um, so, yeah, the recording, yeah. I, I just during the classes and, and in the end, as, as I mentioned, I found terrifically helpful. Yeah. Oh, what a fun practice because there is so much in it. It's so rich. It gets, so, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper with each of the exchanges with the guide. And so what a fun practice at the end of it to just sit down and record the ones that really stood out for you, that really resonated, and then that that's available to you going forward, which is what you listened to today as you were preparing for this. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that just occurred to me as you were saying that is when you said deeper, I, I'm just, in most cases, blown away by what I, what I, um, what I see through the email classes. And what I mean by that is, you know, there would be that condition, well, for me, <laughs> the conditioned story comments going on about, well, you're already in this other class, and do you really have time, and uh, the cost, and ha, ha, ha. And I just sign up. I've learned just exactly. sign up. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I, everything that I was warned about ends up being, no surprise, a lie, <laughs> that there is so yes, much exactly. there. And, and what's yeah. also fast, been fascinating to me is even if I'm doing another workshop, it's like our year-long, and, you know, we have an email class, doing both, that they complement one another. It's, it's yeah. like we can't overdo <laughs> as conditions. Yeah, you can really overdo this. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Mm -mm. And, and partly because of what – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. Well, no, just what I – the last part of that is just what I said before, and they – they uh, feed, let's see, if there are two things going on at once, they're feeding off each other. And, I, and the mm -hmm. looking exactly. becomes broader exactly. and deeper, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was just seeing, as you were saying that, that partly because of what you started off with, which is that because we each get to look at it from where we are. So, yeah. you know, this is going, you know, in the year-long retreat, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing that. And then, of course, you know, that's where I am. That's the place that I'm looking from. And so whatever that email class is about is going to dovetail perfectly with it. They're going to complement one another. They're going to deepen one another because they're not different. It's all an opportunity to see more and more about where I am now. Yeah. Yeah, where you are now and what, what you said, what you – where we are now and um, what we're looking at is much better. I use the word personal, and that wasn't, you know, that didn't feel right. And what you just, the way you said it is, is really right on. Um, yeah, wherever we are, it's going to fit. Mm -hmm. It's going to fit because mm -hmm. it's practice, and yeah. it's going to take us wherever 
wherever we're re- whatever we're ready for. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That it's so compassionate that way, isn't it? Whatever we're ready for. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. been my experience anyway. That and the, the other great part about that um, is that I don't usually realize what I'm ready for. That life. <laughs> exactly. I don't. Yeah. And and yeah. and the thrill of that, meaning uh, mm-hmm. the surprises, in yeah. uh, of of how just there's much more yeah. than conditioning would ever allow us allow me to believe is possible. Oh, that's so inspiring. I, I go right there as you say that, Dan. It was even sort of alluded to a little bit this. I think it was on this morning's radio show of kind of that. You know, we don't tend to to choose it for ourselves, to choose that, you know, that transformation, because it's so difficult to put ourselves in, you know, to see basically, oh, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for that. We can't see that. Instead, you know, we put ourselves in practice, we give ourselves these opportunities, and then it's revealed to us what's, what's available to us. It's revealed to us what we're ready for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, over and over. Yeah, over and over again. It's revealed to us. And, and <laughs> um, Sherry said this not too long ago, or maybe Ashwini as well, that um, we just don't even, it's hard to even comprehend how much more there is. I mean, we think we've received, we know mm-hmm. we've received so much, and mm-hmm. it just grows and grows. And um, yeah, so that's what I found with the email <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <With the> <laughs> That's fabulous. Like, and you know, like one of the, the one. Go ahead. What's that? Let, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one other component of it that I understand is going to be part of it this time, which I think is in such a stellar addition, is that weekly workshop or weekly sort of processing, I guess, if you will, that on mm-hmm. Sundays we get to come together and hear what other folks have been seeing all week. And just be facilitated in the, in the various pieces in it. So that adds such a richness to it, to the whole experience. Oh, it, it really does. I mean, I think we've seen that through all of our Sunday workshops, no matter what, what they've been. Um, Truly. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Especially, I mean, that part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jan, thank you so much for being with us today to talk about it. Well, thanks for the invitation, Jan. Mm. Take care and go happy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Michael, we'll turn it over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jan, and thank you, Jen. Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air, and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi. I'm excited for the next email class. It's going to be great. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's such a wonderful culmination of the year-long retreat. I mean, we have an overlap for a week, and then it takes us through the rest of the year. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah, the wellness practitioners, notice, training with all this noticing, that's what it gets us to, right, acceptance, and then to explore the dimensions of acceptance. Yes, yes, and I love how we go deeper into projection. We had that earlier class, Mm -hmm. I think it was over the summer, and now acceptance, and we get the focus from the year-long retreat, and uh, all provides deeper places to explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's wonderful. And I yeah. bet that's what our announcement is, Michael. <laughs> How did you get a new email blast? <laughs> Starting November 29th, we'll explore the practical and spiritual questions around acceptance. What is it? How is it the foundation of spiritual wisdom? How do we apply it amid identification and pain? The three-week class will include three Sunday workshops. And for this and other spiritual opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And Michael, if I may, I would ask folks to actually read the description that's on the website of the class because it really, really um, frames what we're going to look at. So the, the announcements and the emails hint at what the class is going to be about, but we did a full-on description of it. So if folks haven't actually read what the class is about, it would be good to, to, to read the description. Oh, that's great. That's great. So read the description on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And a few reminders. If you'd like to talk with Ashwini today, you can make Gash Show by pressing star six and then one to get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes would be great. Okay, I think we are ready here, Ashwini. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Laura in Berkeley. Hey, Laura. Hello. Um, let's see why. Well, I think that email class will be, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it also around acceptance. Because um, what's going on for me right now is that um, I'm going through a breakup and uh, I just kind of wanted to call in and get some support around that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going through a breakup, and so say a little bit more. What are you seeing? What's going on? Yeah, I feel like I've really been, um, I think something that's been helpful is I've, I've heard Sherry talk a lot, like when people are going through breakups or some kind of loss, just the no standards mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, there, there is yeah. a that, you know, it, let me make sure I heard you, Laurie, you broke up a uh-huh. little bit, that there are no standards when you're going through something like this, right? Yeah. Be, be, because the last thing you want as you are going through something difficult is to have a voice of self-hate judging you for what you're doing or what you're not doing. It's already hard mm-hmm. just to be here with whatever it is that is going on for you, and you don't need that additional suffering. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing kind of the different levels of it that, you know, I'm a little bit more absent-minded or whatever, so it's like, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a little less willpower to do certain things, or you know, so they're mm-hmm. sort of on the, but then also yeah. I've, I, one thing that I've been noticing the last day or so is just um, the standards about how I should be feeling, like, because mm-hmm. for a little while I just, you know, felt pretty miserable, and mm-hmm. of course that was bad because it was like, oh my god, this is so scary, and you know, 
Mm-hmm. But then I started mm-hmm. like feeling okay and actually mm-hmm. feeling kind of happy and thinking about the things that I'm maybe excited about, you know, or um, and I'm I'm just no, like I'm just seeing the way conditioning is telling me that that's I should feel guilty for feeling like that this mm-hmm. is just a, a bad way to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't feel um, miserable and you can't feel okay. <laughs> Whatever you feel yeah. is not the right feeling. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so that just recognizing that there's a wealth of emotions involved in any human experience in all kinds of dimensions and you have that pesky voice in your head that's trying to monitor that's monitoring that all the time, judging you for it and and indicating how you should be in a situation rather than allowing you to have your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and something yeah. that's been, I've been kind of getting me, I think, a little bit is like the, um, like this, and, and I think it, that is where a little bit of the guilt comes from, is this feeling like, okay, maybe you're going to be okay, you have practice, you have support, you have whatever, but he's not going to be okay. And mm-hmm. um, and so it's like anytime I'm feeling good, it's like, well, sure, you're feeling good, but he's probably, you know, feeling horrible or... or um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it, and, yeah. yeah, it really twists the love, right? That... Mm-hmm. Uh, into feeling responsible for the other person's experience. So, yeah, you have practice. Yeah. You have so many ways to support yourself. And so if, if you're, you're coming out of this and you're not suffering over this, then mm-hmm. uh, you should feel guilty because what's, ha- what, what's going on for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could see mm-hmm. the, the egocentricity in that, right, Laura? <laughs> right? Because... Uh, that that place of, that projection of uh, that we're all not adequate to our experience. In other words, we all go through challenging times, but but the reason that we go through them is because uh, we're in some ways it's what's happening for us, and that and that that mm-hmm. we're adequate to that experience. We might not be graceful or skillful necessarily, or meeting any standards of how we're with it. But it is happening hmm. for us, and we're going through it. And the fact that we're going through it indicates our adequacy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, it's just such a cool way to make you feel bad again. Yeah. It, it's like this feeling where it's like, okay, I've, like, crawled out of the pit, and then it's like, yeah, I'm feeling good, yeah. and then it's, like, batting me back down again. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, especially because you don't know. You don't know how he's feeling. You don't know how what he's going through, or it's it's a pure projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at least intellectually, I know that it's like um, that place of like, even if this ends up being a really difficult thing for him, you know, even if he's not like quote unquote okay for a while, like, I don't know that that's not a gift for him, like, in, in a right. bigger sense, you know? Right. So. Yes. Because that's your experience, right, Laura, that it, you have gone through so many difficult things, 
You've, found, mm-hmm. you've, you've learned and grown and seen and let go ego and transcended all kinds of uh, karmic places through difficulty and adversity. And it's related to the patience thing that we're looking at in the year-long retreat, that there's a way in which we mm. accept that we never ask for difficult things, which is why difficult things are given to us, because then it, it serves as that structure that allows us to grow beyond the limits of our conditioning. And so mm-hmm. there is a, a knowing, and that's perhaps the, the whole ego process is to uh, question that, right, to cast doubt on that, to not, not let mm-hmm. us have that experience of our own adequacy and mm-hmm. accept and surrender to the process that we're all in, which is uh, we're not here to be comfortable, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and what I was seeing when, when you were talking about the patient, it's like, I, you know, this this process feeling is very familiar to me. Like this, like goes back to family stuff. Goes that you know, feeling like I need to take care of somebody who's not adequate. You know, like that's yes, very. Familiar. Yes. And so just seeing like, oh yeah, this is this is me burning that karma right here. <laughs> that's exactly right. That to stay with my experience and not leave it, and mm. uh, yeah. And not to go to that karmic place of however that karma is, right? I mean, we're so conditioned to believe that the right, good person thing to do is never to make anyone else feel bad. Mm. And if if what I did is the reason for someone else feeling bad, then I have to do something to feel bad myself in order to compensate Mm. for it, right? That's what Mm -hmm. guilt is. (laughs) It's It's a place where I'm crucified. For, for being responsible for somebody else's feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it doesn't work, right, Laura? I mean, the self-punishment doesn't make anybody else feel any better. Hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's true because there's this sense of um, that I, I'll that I'll hurt him by being okay. If that makes sense, yeah. you know. Oh, that, oh so absolutely. Yeah, that if yeah. you are having, if you're not that, in other words, your suffering is the punishment uh, and the and the way that he won't get hurt somehow or the other. Even if he sort it compensates for it, right? Because mm. we, the there's such a level I project of goodness in you that wouldn't harm another human being. It wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so knowing how, I mean, when we look at something like a a separation, it Mm -hmm. it gets mushed with, okay, well, that that implies that somehow undercuts the time we've had together, the, the beautiful times we've had together, what we meant to each other, how much we loved each other, the whole thing, right? There's a loss of, there's a loss of, it gets, it gets so, mixed up in the conditioned world. And, and mm-hmm. part of that uh, process of being with whatever it is that's going on is sorting that out. It doesn't deny the love. It doesn't deny the good times. It doesn't, it, it, all the love is still there. It's just that the structure of how two people are is no longer the case. And that is also experienced as a loss because it means certain things are not going to be the same again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. It's it's the when I'm in the conditioning, it, it's like it it does feel like this is like a negation of the love or a negation of the you know. So it's um, yeah. yeah helpful too. 
remember yes, that. Yes, and so the hurt, that's why we want to really be with that, with, the, with whatever conditioning is accusing you of hurting, right? We, mm. we do. We're sentient. We experience loss. Everyone experiences loss. And that, that, lo- that we come to terms with what the loss is really about, mm. not, it's not a negation of love, which is the ultimate hurt within quotes, right? Mm-hmm. We all want love, and if, there's, if that's denied, it feels like something, we are deprived of something. But there's a way in which our practice trains us to believe that the love that's there is, is always there. It's our love. Nothing yeah. that the voice can say can take that away. Mm-hmm. And even if we're not yeah. together, the love doesn't get destroyed. Mm. Yeah, and I think it is in some ways with this, it it's very clear because it's like we're we're separating because we want different things for the future, you know. And and it's I think it, in a way we're separating because we love each other and we want you know, we want each other to yeah. have what we want, you know, <laughs> and it's... Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so um, intelligent, right? <laughs> yeah, and so... Yeah, like I think very often yeah. says that you can, only if you're miserable, is it, uh, is it a good reason to separate? But it's not true. You have a lot of mm. intelligence, re- intelligent reasons not... I mean, if you're miserable in the relationship, then it makes complete sense not to want to be together. But if you're happy yeah. in the relationship and something causes you to decide not to be in it together, then it feels mm-hmm. like it's absurd to be apart because your love needs to transcend your, uh, your, what you want. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't. I mean, it's such a very uh, mature way of looking at it, right? Yeah. And then I yeah. just deal with how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> That small detail. <laughs> that small detail, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for joining us, Laura. And Ashwini, what struck me about that conversation is conditioning, adding self-hate to a difficult situation, you know, conditioning, kicking yeah. us when we're yeah. down. That's absolutely true. It, it's just that, that we could go through anything in life, but we don't have to suffer, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Kate from New York. Hey, Kate. Kate. How are you? Good to hear your voice. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to be heard. Um, I just wanted to call and connect. It's been um, a little while. Last time I, I spoke to you, Ashwini, I was just uh, starting to deal with my fam- my my parents' house, my both mm-hmm. my parents. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess I wanted to just call and touch base and, and uh, report back on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, our conversation helped tremendously, and um, I, where I am with it now is that um, kind of I hear echoes in the conversation that I was just listening to, just that um, the stuff, you know, I don't see the stuff uh, as a 
I don't feel so weighted down by the stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, uh, I, I, I'm on the other side and I feel more grateful for all the things that the stuff represent, like all the, all the mm-hmm. feelings and the love that the stuff represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So processing through that, right, uh, Kate? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens to us as we stay with something. That the, mm-hmm. the, it shifts. Our relationship to it shifts if we practice with it. And so mm-hmm. the, all the stuff that, that you had to deal with, right, all those albums and those chests mm-hmm. and drawers and all of, <laughs> yeah. all of what was left over from a life that was lived suddenly became yours. And there mm-hmm. was a, a, a not knowing how to work with it, if I remember, if I recall mm-hmm. our conversation. And so now there's, okay, it doesn't feel that heavy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to, to see it for what it is, which is what it represented in, 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 in the life of someone I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And as I process it more and, and, and deal with the stuff too, you know, I mean, make decisions about where it's going to go and who's going to be... Uh, the steward of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm also able to uh, just let let go, you know, let go mm-hmm. of of it, and actually see it as not um, not something that I necessarily have to steward. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's so. Um it's interesting. It's a, it's interesting what you just said, and I, I wish I I wish I could reflect it absolutely perfectly as you said it because the mm-hmm. nuance is so so there. Which is as you as you deal with it, right? There's a there's a certain letting go as you, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, as you find another steward for the stuff. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a letting go. And in that letting go, it's a letting go that you don't have to be the steward. It, it, the, the personal gets divorced, right? This is, if this yes. is something that belonged to my mom or my dad. Mm-hmm. It's mine to, uh, to do, to mine to take care of because in some way that, take, that is a taking care of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when we work through that, it's just stuff. And mm-hmm. somebody takes it on, and there's a letting go of what is what is there to let go of without letting go of the love. Echoes mm-hmm. of our last conversation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know, like that, I have to be the steward of this object. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be me. No, and that doesn't mean that I don't love them any less. That's right. Oh, what an important way to say it, because that is the truth of it. It's what gets mm-hmm. what we call smushing in conditioned mind, right? Mm-hmm. It all gets smushed together. Processing through it allows the threads to unwind. That this th- th- just because somebody else towards this doesn't mean I love someone less, and love doesn't get confused with responsibility mm-hmm. or personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you just said that, like, love doesn't get confused with personal responsibility. Yeah, yeah, which is what it does get confused with in conditioned mind, that if you love somebody, you have to uh, tolerate everything about them, 
And if you love somebody, you have to do everything that they say that you should do. Uh, you have to be mm. completely accommodating, right? I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're, the good, right person thing to, be do, to do is to be completely forgiving, <laughs> completely loving, completely agreeable. Yeah, that's not completely how available are. to somebody else. Yes, completely available. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. unreal and so not how it is. <laughs> mm. Well, it's so, it's so unworkable that way. Oh, God, yes, exactly. And we suffer so much. It's such a corruption of the love because the love has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. It becomes about what it's not about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was what's there for me to share and to just follow up mm-hmm. around around that conversation. Well, and, and you know, Kate, I think that part of what we talked about last time is to allow ourselves that space for that unfolding, right? Mm-hmm. Because at a certain level, it's not available when we start out with it. We grapple with it, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we practice with it. We record with it. We stay with it. And then the revelation happens. The insight happens. The letting go happens. And to trust the process. Mm. Yeah, there's no way that that, that that was available, you know, from the beginning. I mean, how could it be? Like, you know, exactly. I, just, I lost <laughs> both of my parents. Like, I'm in a, it's like I've been dropped yeah. on a different planet. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, not to, I mean, to bring it back to what we were talking about in our year-long assignment, that's the, that's the patience where in, within the crucible of suffering, I sit with it, right? The Franz Kafka mm-hmm. quote, uh, it grows within me, and I have mm-hmm. the patience to let that happen because in mm-hmm. this challenging circumstance, the, the circumstance is going to transform me, mm-hmm. and I surrender to it, however long it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the example of that or the experience of that is that I just had to go down and kind of on a on very short notice go down and finish um, cleaning out one one thing my mom's one part of my mom's office that I hadn't cleaned out and you know whereas before it was this thing that sort of sent me reeling this time like mm-hmm. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And there's the difference in the trans in the transformation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can and see that we have so, been changed. Yeah, and I wasn't so torn about things, keeping things or letting them go. In fact, I probably I even un uncharacteristically I kept more than I let go because I didn't uh-huh. feel like I had to be the the I didn't I didn't feel like a I had the space to make the decision that I like I didn't have the space to make the decisions I needed to make because it was so such a mm-hmm. quick thing I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like it was the right place to be making decisions from and instead of just, you know, barreling through that I honored that and said, "Well, okay, yeah. I, I don't know about these things. I'll just put them in this box and this box will be here like all these other boxes like <laughs> you know, six months well, from now or whatever." Yes. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, there's freedom, right? right. Uh, Kate, it's the freedom from the conditioning that gives us the space to let life guide. Yeah. And if we're not free from the conditioning, that pressure of I'm going to, uh, the conditioning being that I'm the steward and this is all about how much I love and uh, how much I can let go and how much I have mm-hmm. to do it within a particular period of time, when it's not imposed, there's a way in which we can, it, it, the content is not what it's about. I can be in this place of center and say, okay, well, I have a short time to do this task. Let me do the task. And it's got nothing. It's the, the personal emotional investment is absent. And mm-hmm. so I am free to be here for what the task is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, well, thank you very much. That conversation really was a game changer <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you you circled back and let us know how you were how you were doing mm. yeah thank you take care okay bye-bye thanks for joining us Kate and I just wanted just to echo what you said it's great to hear folks reporting back from a previous conversation um, you know because it, it was a deep conversation and we're all curious about what happened next, and uh, it's great to hear, you know, how the process evolves. Mm-hmm. And it's so helpful, right, Michael? I mean, all, these are all human. We lose our parents. Um, we lose yes. somebody we love. Uh, we, the relationships end. It's all, they're all human experiences, and to have practitioners uh, tell us how they're working with it, it's just so helpful because, we, we can learn so much from that process, from that, from the, from insight, from experience. Yes, yes, that saga experience um, that Jan and Jen were also talking about in the email mm-hmm. class, where yeah. I see everyone else, I see myself in everyone else's conversation mm-hmm. and process. Yeah, yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Yes, and also that that bit around being the good right person is uh, <laughs> it's just a a weight that I cannot drop too many times. So <laughs> I'm, always, yeah. I'm always glad to be reminded of that. Yeah, because we are good right people. We're just told that we're not. Yes, yes. As the guide talks about, I mean, who else is going to come to Zen practice and show up on these radio shows? over and over and over, except for good, right people. You know, that's it's right. extraordinary. Precisely. Yes, precisely. Yeah. Wonderful. So, Ashwini, we're going to hear from our recording and listening program, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation in conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. We have two RL classes to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. The first is a five-week experiential class designed for newcomers and old-timers alike. We'll do exercises together in class to learn the techniques. Then between classes, we'll practice those techniques. 
The second, True Reflections, lasts six weeks and builds on the first class, assisting us to further cultivate a friendship of a lifetime that will support us through the undulations of a human existence. These courses are offered quarterly. Please check the website and look for announcements for upcoming start dates. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. And welcome back to Open Air. And actually, I wanted to remind folks that the Practice Recorder app for the iPhone is great for recording and listening, and it's for sale in the iPhone's App Store. Thanks, Michael. Sure. And let's bring our next caller on. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Judy from California. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Um, many years ago, you and I had a conversation about aging, and what I remember is that you told me is that aging itself is a conversation, and now as time has gone by, I'm still having a conversation about aging, but it's, it's, I'm just tormented, conditioning just has tormented me with this whole um, layer of shame around it. Uh-huh. Same more, you know, about, that shame well, about, that you're having the conversation? No, shame, shame that I'm aging, shame that I'm looking the way I look, shame that I'm walking the way I'm walking, shame that I'm, shame, you know, shame that I have all mm-hmm. these, you know, just shame, shame. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm just ashamed of being old. You know, I'm an old woman mm-hmm. now, and there's just mm-hmm. this layer of shame that's tormenting me, even though mm-hmm. I know this is the, you know, this is what we do. We, we born and we die and in between we age but there's mm-hmm. some you know shame is an old karmic story for me you know like I shouldn't even be here and mm-hmm. it's, it's just coming up big time again as some things are changing in my body mm-hmm. yeah well you, you know Judy it's, it's, inter- it, it's interesting because as, as a practitioner of awareness what you're looking at and I don't know if this it feels this way but there's a way in which you're recognizing it for what it is, right? A, it's a conversation. B, it's a self-hating conversation. And C, it's a karmic conversation, right? Right. right. And so, so the, that's ha- sort of half, the, half of where we need to get to, which is the recognition of what it is. You're suffering as a consequence of listening to a conversation as suffering has always happened for you, which is listening to a conversation, the content even is the same in terms of the, I mean, the process is even the same, which is shaming. It's just that it's shifted to something that you will fall for, which is now old age. Right, right. Especially as my body is changing and some new situations are happening and I'm having, I'm needing to adjust in a certain way that, you know, you know, in terms of projection, when I saw when I was younger and saw people walk the way I have to walk now, I just would always, you know, I would be disgusted or I would be pity or I would, oh God, I hope I never have to. And here I am. This is what I. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Well, and if since you've been practicing for a while, right, Judy, I project that that you recognize that judgment as. Uh, as, as an ego projection, right? Because right. the opportunity has always been to redirect the attention to compassion. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, right? It wasn't available when we are younger because we feel invulnerable and it's never going to happen to us, right? We don't mm-hmm. recognize that uh-huh. we're, we're the pathways that, that are being fed in those situations are our ego pathways and create separation and suffering. And so here's the tremendous opportunity to find compassion for the human being who's having to be with and uh, adjust to and adapt to changes in the body. And instead of just having embracing the human being and working with whatever's going on with her, uh, she's not allowed to have that experience of the changes as just changes. Why do you have, only that self-hating voice would say, you've got to be ashamed of those changes. Of mm-hmm. those changes. It mm-hmm. means that you're an old woman. It means X, Y, Z. Well, it doesn't. It's just information. Oh, well, I... I have to do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me be with that. Let me be Mm -hmm. with her, giving her all the encouragement and space that she needs to make that adjustment and stand between her and a hateful voice that wants to make it even more difficult than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with all the practice I've had of redirecting my attention, this seems so sticky, so... um, yeah, I must. I must be buying into it somehow, or I must be. I don't know. Almost partnering with well, conditioning. Well, well, have you done the two-handed with it? I have. Judy? I have. And and you know what? When yeah. I do that, Ashwini, when I do the two-handed, often when I listen, I collapse into that. You know, if I'm crying when I'm doing the in the right hand, and then I listen in the left hand, it's as though you know I'm crying also. It's as though it it takes me over rather than hearing a mentor's voice of a separate being uh-huh. with, with love. Yeah, and so just put the recorder back in the right hand and keep talking. Okay, okay. It's just not done. Right? Yeah, it's not done. Because I project, and I don't know this, I mean, uh, my experience of the same, of the same uh, conversation, let's just say, is it, it, it's, it's what we've been talking about all all through this show, there's a loss, right? Mm-hmm. There's a sense of loss. And so perhaps that is what we have to come to terms with. And that judgment, that shame, whatever the conversation is, there's something wrong with it, doesn't allow us to um, honor that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel the difference when I hear you say that, that there's a, a grieving process that has to um, be allowed. Yeah, 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 which, is, which, which I project we're never allowed to be in touch with, right? Because this is uh, expression of life, uh, ebullient, completely expressed in all of these different ways that now has to adjust to its expression in all of these different ways. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's such a, I, what dropped in when you said, uh, when you were talking about it, right, Judy, is to go sit in front of an ancient tree. Because there are cultures in the world that honor what it means to be an elder, right? Uh-huh. Honor right. the wisdom, the life lived, what's been seen, what's been experienced, what, uh, what's available in wisdom and maturity, it, it honors that, 
I mean, we don't live in a culture, we live in a culture where youth is what is celebrated and age is discarded, right? And so we are, Mm -hmm. we have that Mm -hmm. conditioning which, which reviles or is disgusted by that. And so, there. In some ways, we're, we're, we're attempting to transcend that conditioning and recognize all that life that has been lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so just so, to be in front of an old tree that can tell you how to be with, tell you through its experience how to be with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and you know, that, that seems like a possibility for me. And you use the word disgust. That's the word that keeps coming up. But I could, you know, just as I sit here and think about this, I, I can imagine being with this glorious tree who's lived who's been alive and seen so much and contributes so much. And I can, I can get that. I can get it. Okay. Absolutely. And when you go there, there's a way in which you can access the appreciation for the life that has been lived through the body that we call you. Mm-hmm. Right now, the identification is with disgust at, right? It's a very ego lens in terms of a life process but to be able to project that life process of of what has been witnessed and lived and experienced by an ancient tree allows you access to be able to look at the life that has has been lived through you in appreciation in reverence it was sacred. It is sacred. And it continues to be. You're not dead, Judy. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Right. Right? It's not over. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, there, you know, there's sadness around that, too, that I'm so closer to having it be over than at the beginning. You know, there's, that's part of... And I can see that that's the cycle of life, too. You know, I don't have... I can yeah. get that, too. Yeah. Yes, okay. and so then, but, but, but here's the, and if I'm in that place where I honor the, the wisdom of the ancient tree, and I get to that place of, well, all of life is everywhere, me all the time, right? At the bottom of the ancient tree are the little saplings. And mm-hmm. so when I look at the saplings, it's not that I don't experience the life force beginning at that point. I am, I'm experiencing the life force of an ancient tree as I'm experiencing the life force of a beginning, and I'm containing both of them. It's only in that conditioned world huh. that it's a linear time frame from beginning to end, whereas in this moment, the life that you've lived allows you to experience or tap into the experience of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's new. That's a new way of looking at that, and I can see that. You know, I can... I can get that mm-hmm. because every new moment yeah. is new. So yeah, exactly. A, yeah, so you are always experiencing beginnings. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and so when you mm-hmm. see a little puppy dog there, it's a baby. It's it's innocence, and everything that it's starting its life with is as much is 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 your projection. You haven't lost your connection to to beginnings, mm-hmm. unless you listen to a voice that says, "Oh, you have." You'll mm-hmm. never experience that again. Of course not. Mm-hmm. 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 So when the shame creeps in, it's like everything else. Turn my attention to, in this case, a tree or anything that is bigger than, bigger than the voice, really, right? 
Well, yes, and you know, uh, Judy, we say this all the time, right? There is a time to redirect the attention away from the self-hating voice and the karmic story you've heard a thousand times. Absolutely, and if you if you pick up the recorder and actively talk about what's going on for you, there's a way to be with your experience because I project that redirecting the attention allows you to disidentify to some level, but it leaves behind someone whose feelings were never acknowledged. Yes, yes, that seems that right. seems right on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't want to suppress your feelings. You right. want to express your experience. Uh-huh. And so to do both, not just redirect your attention, because okay. redirecting okay. your attention to the tree assists you to move into a place of tremendous appreciation for the wisdom of a life that is being mm-hmm. lived. Mm-hmm. And... and if you talk about your experience, your sense of loss and your grief or whatever is going on for you, even the shame, the, the shame that you're being made to feel and how you don't believe it or process through it or look at it, there's a way in which, in which you're in touch with your feelings. Mm-hmm. And that, that allows us, it's what we're talking about with Kate, we have to go through it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when I'm listening to the right hand and I'm, there's still more tears. That's a that's a cue that I that there's more that needs to be said. Is that yes? And okay. you you can okay. talk in the right hand all the time, and it uh-huh. doesn't mean that the left hand is not working at the same time, right? Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. holding your experience. Oh, that's nice. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's not it's not it's, it's that same place of separation, right? Oh, right hand's done now. Left hand has to offer something so the right hand feels better. Yes, yes. Right. That's a very well, cut and dried way of of how we make those movements. But it's possible to to keep to keep ex, to just record and know that what we're talking to is the wisdom of existence, and it's listening to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hold, have expanded awareness to hold all of that, just like the old tree and the saplings and the listening and the holding and the talking. Uh, yeah, it's just so, it's all, it's all interwoven, isn't it? Okay, okay. All yeah. of the distinctions are arbitrary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So all old, of the distinctions old, are arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old, old new, young, yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. ending, left hand, right hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, good. This is very helpful, Ashwini. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Judy. That was a rich, deep uh, practice conversation, Ashwini. Uh, Very valuable. Mm. And what dropped in, actually, is that quote, that none are so old as those who have outlived enthusiasm. Mm, yeah. And uh and what I got from from your conversation is it's not the age. It's am I identified or am I not identified? Am I enthusiastic about life or am I not enthusiastic about life? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually going to be the foc- uh, part of the focus of our next year long uh focus. So it we uh, a good and it's a, it's a good kickoff for that exploration because it is true, right, Michael? I mean that getting old is the flame of uh, flame of life has been dimmed by karma, by the weight of the karma. Yes, that's why we don't feel alive. Yes. 
Yes. Well, that'll be a great exploration. Mm. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. It's uh, Todd calling from British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, oh, tonight has been, yeah, very rich. Uh, really enjoyed all the conversations, and it's, it's, um, it's so interesting. I, I, too, have been looking at aging as, as part of um, um, the process of how suffering is created around um, a natural phenomenon of being alive, of being human. Um, and, yeah, it's just so insidious how it uses, you know, I've made it 60 years. I've said this a few times on, on, on uh, the shows that I, I'm in awe that I've made it this long, knowing uh, many, many people that have not made it out of their 20s and, and even infants that have died, uh, you know, very young. Uh, so I'm just grateful to, to been, you know, on this planet this long, yet it's continuous fodder for, for conditioning to, to create suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that it makes it, uh, it makes it wrong. <laughs> it makes a very natural yeah. phenomenon wrong, right? Interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's tremendous gratitude for, oh, for the life lived. Oh, huge gratitude. <laughs> yeah. And, and I project great, um, great awareness of the enthusiasm and the richness of that span of existence as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I love that last conversation when you said that imagery of, because I've got, I'm in, near some old growth forest, and I have stood in front of thousand-year-old trees and... Um, that is quite a, uh, a spiritual experience if there's such a thing. And to know that that, that incredible, um, you know, sequoia or, or redwood has been around since, uh, you know, the times of, of, you know, even the Buddha or Jesus is pretty phenomenal to now share that space with it and to, to just, you know, look up two, three hundred feet and, and see it mm-hmm. um, in its, in its, uh, um, in its, magnificence really and 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 then own all those projections <laughs> mm-hmm. yes it's, yes own, i was just going to go there right todd because yeah. there's a way in which that life force that animates you has been around from the beginning of beginning of time. <laughs> <In> <laughs> oh i journal. hadn't seen that yeah thank you yeah. for that i hadn't and, seen that right yeah and so we might lose we might lose this body but mm. we don't lose that consciousness Oh, right, right. And the last couple of years I've gone through some medical things and I've often heard the guy talk about she has been very blessed to go through uh, a majority of her life with no serious medical issues. And, and I, too, have, have gone through, you know, almost 60 years with very, very minor medical issues the last couple of years. So a few things and I actually just went to the doctor last week and had a follow-up on some skin cancer and some other issues, and, and everything is good. I'm just happy to report that um, clean bill health and, you know, just really managing it very well. And, and that gratitude is just off the charts that, you know, I've made it this far with, with really um, blessed health and have not 
uh, struggled with a lot of family and friends who I know have, have really struggled with a lot of um, health issues, which, again, a huge area of suffering when, when you're not feeling well. You know, physically yeah. not feeling well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that brings up so much, right, Todd, because when, when something happens and we have to uh, work with it, right, there's mm-hmm. a, okay, well, I can't do what I could do before, Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to accept that and adjust and adapt. And, I mean, the, something that uh, Sherry has always modeled so fabulously is uh, you're never too old to do anything. <laughs> right? I mean, that, that yeah. is why it's a conversation. So who says I can't do it? Let right. me try. Right. I mean, I used to work with a trainer who said the every the the older you get, you've got to double the amount of exercise you do. You have to yeah. halve the calories you consume. Yeah. Uh, you have to do more yoga because you're less flexible. In fact, as you age, uh, the the um, to stay fit takes a lot more effort. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what the conditioning is preventing me from doing. It, it says, oh, I'm too tired. I can't do this, right? It's, mm. it's, you're getting old. It, it's too late yeah. anyway, <laughs> right? It, <laughs> exactly. It's something to drain you of the life force that you oh, can use yeah. to be as vigorous as you want to be. Right. It's the conversation I, I that we have to get past. Exactly. You know, the conversation I hear so repetitively is, well, you're past your prime. What's the use? What's the yeah, point? That's right. You're past your prime. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. I've got a very young doctor right out of med school. I love him. He's just fantastic because he's right out of med school. He's just really, you know, just in touch with all the latest teachings of, of, of medical stuff, which I don't know anything about. So I use him as for guidance. But he, he's got this pretty expanded practice now, and he says – he says, Todd, you're, 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 not a, you're not a typical 60-year-old in my, in my practice. I go, why is that? He goes, I, I can't put my finger on it. But, you know, and I, you know, I don't go into the practice of the Buddhism, but there must be something about the practice I've been doing for a while that is, is kept uh, maybe not on the typical normal 60-year-old in, in, in what he's used to seeing. That's right, because we, we're not going to accept the label of age. Right? Ah, I mean, we, right. we're working with permanent that. impermanence all the time. Yes, <laughs> yes. conditioning that wants me to put, put, put yes. me in a box and says, because you're this yep. old, it means this is how you, I mean, I, I, I regularly have the experience of being astounded when Sherry picks up a bunch of shelves and runs up a six flights of stairs, right? Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, I've witnessed that personally. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And so yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a way in which we have such a phenomenal role model to challenge mm-hmm. what conditioning yeah. says as labels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a back problem. Perfect. I'm going to do everything to take care of it right now while it's inflamed. And then I'm going to do every strengthening exercise there is on the planet because I want yeah. to still lift those shells and run up a flight of stairs. Right, that's the <laughs> attitude that keeps us young, yeah. within quotes. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, that is so, so true. I mean, the modeling that Sherry, the guide, has done for us is just phenomenal. And it's something that, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I aspire to, 
to, you know, um, embrace life so vigorously that she, she models for us because you're right. Uh, she doesn't adhere to that conversation in the head that puts labels and, and limitations that aging is supposed to be. And, and you said something earlier that really struck me, and certainly in, in this culture I'm in, or we'll say maybe North America or more modern cultures, or more civil, uh, I can't think of the word, but um, first world, is um, the youth is, is so um, honored, right? It's so aspired to. And, and as we get older, we lose value in society. Yeah. 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 And that, I, I experience that everywhere. I mean, the, the conditioning and the, the, yeah, the, the culture that I am part of is, is very much youth oriented. And anything beyond 40 is kind of a has been. Yeah. You're on the shelf, right? As the old <laughs> yeah. Regency expression is. Well, and, and sorry if I may make a point about that. It, it, it is what this practice stands for, right? that the self-hate is always dismissing life, life energy, life force. Mm-hmm. But when we don't have self-hate, which I think is another thing that Cherry models so beautifully for us, is when we don't have self-hate, there's a way in which we can honor ourselves despite mm-hmm. what the conditioned world thinks, uh, thinks of me, right? There's a mm-hmm. confidence. I project that's what your doctor sees in you. There's a yeah. confidence of of loving life itself, life as the expression that you are, that you're so trained mm-hmm. in that you, mm-hmm. you project it, you carry it with you. There's a confidence yeah. in your being. There's a love of life that mm-hmm. is being expressed in this form. And right. that, that is really the, our, our only way of um, sort of changing that mentality, that condition, the conditioned notion that I'm, of no value because of my age is not something that we, we, we set out to change in another person, but we do have the confidence in our practice for that not to affect me, to, mm. to, to devalue me. My value of myself is not yeah. be, because I identify with life and I honor life and I revere life, that conditioned uh, judgment coming towards me can't take that away from me right mm-hmm. yeah that, that was so perfectly stated yeah um i i just i don't know where i'd be without practice as 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 i age and i i see you know of course now um, a lot of my friends and a lot of my colleagues are my age and um oh the the the, the i mean they don't uh, They've never indicated they have practice. I, you know, don't talk about it. But uh, they see my beads. So if they had practice, they might have said something. But um, I just see so much suffering as they age and as they accept the voices in their heads that you know uh, the the authority in their heads, and they accept the limitations. And I just see their world and their lives get smaller and smaller and smaller, and they do less. And and it's just it's just heart it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is completely heartbreaking. And then we play that role in their lives of being non-judgmental and compassionate and supportive yeah. and that there's nothing wrong right. even with that, right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you've got time to bring somebody else on, but um, thank you very much. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Ashwini. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Todd. And Ashwini, another 
fabulous conversation, and uh, I really appreciated the talk about modeling, the guide modeling, mm-hmm. what's possible for us, and mm-hmm. each of us doing, seeing that model and then taking it inside ourselves and um, yes. doing that ourselves. Yes, and it's the, it, of the comparison which conditioning would want us to go to, which is I'm not like that, to go, okay, how can I be like that, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And if I stay out of the conversation that it's not possible and I'm too old and all that, then I can just look or, at Or oh, I'm not practiced enough or I can't do that or I'm not like that or, you know, I'm a special case, yeah. <laughs> right? Whatever it is. <laughs> to, to basically yeah. go to, yeah, well, there, there, there it is. It's possible. And, and to take it out of outcomes, right? Michael, we talk about that yeah. all the time. Who cares whether I... I achieve the impo- what seems impossible. The point is yeah. that I'm making the attempt. Yes. And the yes. only I'm thing that I'm ever doing is getting out of the conversation because every time mm. I step out of the conversation, what gets released is life force. And mm. there's the vitality yeah. that we're looking for. Yes, yes, the enthusiasm for life, participation. Yes. yes. Wow. Wow, that is fabulous. Mm, and Ashwini, we are at the top of the hour here. Well, thank you, Michael. I think we covered uh, every human experience <laughs> possible <laughs> on this radio show. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank you, everyone. And go happy. Take care. Go happy. <laughs>